My name is Kondwani Mwase, and today's episode is part of a series of shorts called Chatter Appreciation. So my wife thinks I'm an entrepreneur. I'm scared of entrepreneurship. I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm not an entrepreneur. Right? I don't think I have that entrepreneur mind. But, you know, as black folks, we also have imposter syndrome. That like, oh, I don't like the entrepreneurs that I've seen that have been, that have been successful don't look like me. I do see myself as a problem solver, okay. right? But, you know, but I, I work with entrepreneurs, and that's what I tell them every day. Yeah. Like, you have to be a problem solver, right? But I can't, I can't put entrepreneur together with me. I find, I see a problem, and I'm relentless about the solution, right? So I would see myself as a problem solver. You're still doing that social work from back, then, back in the day. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm solving a problem. Good morning, good day, or good evening, and welcome to 54 Lights. This show is meant to shed light on undertold stories out of Africa. Our vision is to introduce you to some extraordinary people doing incredible things, and to ultimately change the lens through which African and Africans are seen. Over the course of the next three episodes, you'll hear quick but intense conversations with Lacan Olawoye. Rob Meikle, and Cher Jones. I met all three at the inaugural BFUTR Tech Summit in Toronto. To say it was a day packed with heavyweights would be an understatement. From mayors to venture capitalists, the mics ran hot with inspirational chatter brainchild of Lacan, the event was nothing short of a resounding success, and I was grateful to have participated in the watershed moment. A note to audio purists. These were recorded in open rooms. What the audio quality lacks is overwhelmed by the quality and prose of my guests. Here, in full, is my conversation with Lacan. My name is Lekan Olawoye, or Lekan Olawoye, right? Um, is Yoruba, Nigerian, um, and it means, let me see how I can translate this. The full name is Ola Lekan Olawoye, right? Um, and it means my riches has increased. Okay. Okay. Or it just has increased. The reason I ask about names, and I'm always I'm always fascinated by names, 
do you feel that you personify your name? I mean, you're putting on this huge question. event. It's such a great question. Yeah, because we um, um, what's your background? I'm Malawian. Yeah. I was like, it's only come from Africa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Malawi. So, so I'm African. I'm, yeah. I'm wrapped up. I'm consumed yeah, by nuts, right? And so yeah. one of the questions I'll ask you afterwards yeah. is why you called this the future oh, summit. Why? Oh, all great of, question. All of those things. Because so, these so my, things have meanings. But absolutely. I want to start with your name. My name, you know, my riches has increased by one. Is is like the the meaning of my name. Um, it's It's funny. Like my... I get bored mm-hmm. with, like, just doing the same thing every day. Um, I get excited about building stuff. Okay. okay. Right? So, you know, as you're thinking of, as you're saying that, I'm like, I get excited about, like, increase. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Of, like, you know, take doing something different, doing something new. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. increase by one. Let's, let's keep I've never let's thought keep about it. That. Like, yeah. let's build this. Yes. Another thing. Let's right. build another thing. Right. I see this, but, oh, there's one more that we can do. Right. Right? Um... Yeah, so so this is the this is the realization of your name. That's crazy. Uh, I've never thought about that. So I'm, I'm Nigerian, and the biggest thing, in the, the most important thing in my life is my name, right? My kid has my name. He's Junior, right? And the thing that matters to the most is my kids to be able to say their name or say my name, and people don't scoff at it. People say your dad was a good man. Right, because the thing that gave me pride, and it makes me even emotional thinking about it. The thing that gave me pride as a young man, my father, like, was people saying that your father was a good man, and they would hug me, mm. and it would be like, man, he went before his time. He was a good man. Um, I want my kids to be able to see people that knew me now say, man, your father was a good man. What has motivated you, like historically? I'm yeah. I'm trying to get to know you, family, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, I grew up in Rexdale, right, Jamestown, right, specifically. Um, you know, my father passed away when I was a year old. Um, single mother of three small kids, and by herself. Um, when my dad died, I was one. My 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 brother was three. My sister was five. Right? So you're the baby. Young children. Yeah, I'm the baby of three. Young children. Single mm-hmm. mother. Um, she grinds. She worked hard. We we lived in, like, we were in Nigeria. We came back, lived in Rexdale, lived in Jamestown. Lost a lot of friends to gun, drugs, to deportation, to jail, and all those pieces. Um, and in grade 11 is when I decided I wanted to be a social worker. Because I was like... That's pretty early in life, but... Yeah. Because before I was 18, I had lost 10 friends to gun violence. Right, and I was, I was selfishly. I was just like, "Yo, I just, I just want to do this because, like, I just want to help my friends stop dying." Like that was the yeah, reason. Simple, straightforward, straightforward. Um, and that was, I think, that was the beginning of my journey to um, wherever the hell I am now. Um, you know, I led um, companies, um, built, built, built organizations, um, advisor to premiers, um, simply because of that. Of that, like, there's a better way. Yeah. Like, we don't need to keep dying. Right. right? Um, people that come from where I'm, I'm from do not need to keep doing this way. Right. Um, and that is, that is like, the thing that also led me to BPTN, 
um, it's you know I, I I've, I've gotten amazing mentors and journey and you know um, God has been good to me um, and I, I was a executive of Mars Discovery District right mm-hmm. largest innovation hub in Canada you know top two top three globally right um, and what I learned early on. Um, and I had mentors like Rob Miko, right, um, former Seattle City of Toronto, doing like amazing things. Um, and he, uh, and sorry, and I realized early on that um, I needed to be intentional about growth and development, um, about like you know leaning in, about being uncomfortable all the time, mm-hmm. right? Um, and if you know when when things became predictable, I'm like. Something was gonna go wrong, Some, like because I'm like, ooh, I'm I'm too comfortable, right? I'm too comfortable. Something like I get like paranoid with with like mediocrity, right? With just like waking up every day and knowing what my day will look like. So went to Mars, um, did really well there. My my like Mars was focused on my my um, organization that I ran within Mars or my department I ran within Mars was focused on talent development. Mm-hmm. And we supported 1,200 ventures, 1,200 companies, right? Um, and we supported, um, you know, about 300, like, enterprise-sized companies, big companies. And all of them come to me and said, look at number one problem, talent. Mm-hmm. Biggest problem. Why? Because we are now the fourth largest tech ecosystem in North America or globally. Right. We cre- last year, we created more jobs in New York, Seattle, Washington, um, and the Valley combined, right? Crushing it. What does that mean? That means actually it's a talent market right now that companies need people. It's a boom, yeah. Yeah. The time to hire is going up. It's taking longer to hire. So companies will be like, it's taking long. Help me, help me, help me. And my goal at, at, at Talent Development at Mars was to literally build, build talent pipeline. And then I, and I speak on panels. I spoke on this particular one at LinkedIn of future of tech and the future of diversity in tech. And there was you know, about 100 people in the room, about 10 you know, people that look like us. Yeah. They came to me after, like, yeah, how'd you move up? How'd you move I'm smart. I've been stuck in this role for 10 years. Well, I can't get in. I'm like, what? Yeah. I know what my day job is. Why can't you find work? Right? And I found there was a mismatch. And then I came back to that kid at grade 11. I can't make life better for my people. Right? And then I had this sort of, drew you in closer yeah, to your I, community. Yeah. And I had this role, this opportunity of like, do I just keep going, ignore this? And there was a point, I have three small kids. I got a wife. I got, you know, a pretty busy, like, work life. And I'm like, let me just do it from periphery. It's God. Mm. And I said to those guys, I'm like, I'll, I'll throw together something. They were like, I was doing a bunch of coffee meetings, and I don't drink coffee, right? And I was like, you know, I can't be a bottleneck. My my, my thing is pretty busy. My schedule's pretty busy. Let me bring a bunch of people together. Right? Yeah. So I wanted to bring 20 or 30, you know, black leaders together with some folks, right? 150 people later, over a three-week period, over the, the like the Christmas break, right? I was like, with a wait list. I was like, okay, got it. There's a need. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's, you know, let's do it from a periphery. The next event, 300 wait lists. The next event, 400 wait lists. And it kept growing. Is this why you have network in the name of the BPTN? Absolutely. Because you believe inherently in that? Your network is your social currency. Let me answer your question about the name. The name, yeah, if you don't mind. Because that's important for yeah. me. A lot of people shy away from the word black. And they go urban, they go people of color, they go whatever. And I was like, we got nothing to lose. It's black. 
It's for black people. And that's okay, right? And actually, I think that is what helped us grow so quickly. Because you were very clear what it was, what it was, right? And you're like, I want to go there, right? And we grew from zero to 4,000 in a year. Right. Um, so You're I was very, un- you were unapologetic, about unapologetic about black professionals, mm-hmm. like in technology. Like, yeah, it was but- very like I was like, they need to be black to professionals. It's not for students. It's not for, for you know, because and over the last year, you know, how much people try to pull. Oh, should do something for kids. And there's other people doing amazing. I have three black children. I know it's important, but I also know that there's a boom today, and there's companies asking for talent today. Mm-hmm. So I can't just think about five, ten years from now. It's not sustainable, right? But there's other people, black boys clothes, black girls clothes. That's doing amazing work. We don't need to be in that business. Right now, there's nothing for us. Early, mid-career, senior people that want to get, right? So, like, that is the intentionality of the name, and that's what it is. It is black professionals that are in tech or wanted to get into tech, right? You want to be here because there's companies wanting to access you. 100%. One last question. Sure. Uh, I had two, but I'll, I'll throw this one out. You can just put it all together. I'll just throw it out there. Yeah, yeah. So, no, they, they, they don't go together. Okay. okay, well, they maybe they will. Okay. Are you an entrepreneur, a facilitator, problem solver? God dang, that's a great question. Um, what am I? So my wife thinks I'm an entrepreneur. I'm scared of entrepreneurship. I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm not an entrepreneur. Like, I don't think I have that entrepreneur mind. Right. Um, but also we like as black folks, that may have been the honest answer you just gave, but yeah. go ahead. Go on. Yeah. But you know, as black folks, we also have imposter syndrome that like, oh, I don't like the entrepreneurs that I've seen that have been, that has been successful. Don't look like me. Right, so I don't. I actually don't see myself as an entrepreneur. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, I do see myself as a problem solver. Okay. Right. But, you know, but I I work with entrepreneurs, and that's what I tell them every day. Yeah. Like you have to be a problem solver, right? But I can't I can't put entrepreneur together with me. But I can put as a problem. Like I find I see a problem, and I'm relentless about the solution. Right. So I would see myself as a problem solver. You're still doing that social work from back then, back in the day. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm solving a problem, right? Um, but I understand it now. I understand the economic argument, right? That's the growth of BPTA. I understand the business case, right? It's not a. It's not charitable. So there you have it. The conversation continues. Audio for this episode is brought to you courtesy of our producer, John Kitt. Music for this episode was composed, played, and enjoyed with permission by Anjo. Remember to find us wherever you do your listening. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and even SoundCloud. Listen, like, share. 
until we meet again. Thanks for listening.